Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. I, I wanted a. We're holding. We're holding in a Kufis Hashem that we're going to continue learning some others in the, this week. Bez Hashem, I want to continue. There, I wanted to continue. <laughs> I wanted to continue. We're. I, it's important to me that we're shtelling soon, that we're applying ourselves to the Tkuva Sashana, to the season that we're living in. We're holding now, we just counted the 25th day of the Eimer, today is the 25th day of the Eimer, and we're holding Davin in the period that Klal Yisrael's thinking of Rabbi Kiva and his Talmidim. We're, we're thinking about Rabbi Kiva, who is part of Messiah's Hatayra, Rabbi Kiva and his Talmidim, a lot of the Mishnah and the Gemara that we have comes from Rabbi Kiva and from Rabbi Kiva's Talmidim. And that's a big sugya of the days that Klal Yisrael is in now, headed up for Kabbalah Satayra. I wanted to study Rabbi Kiva himself a little bit today, on this morning. I wanted to study Rabbi Kiva. I want to ask the Chevra something and to try to analyze something that we're taught about Rabbi Kiva. I wanted to analyze with the Chevra. All of us know the story of Rabbi Kiva himself, that Rabbi Kiva was somebody who was in Amaretz. He did not know Torah. He did not know any Torah. And we know that Kalba Savua's daughter, it's a Gemara Ksubis, it's a Gemara Nadarim. There are differences in exactly how the story is told. And the Gemara speaks about the story of Kalba Savua, this very wealthy and prestigious Yid's daughter, who finds Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva is a shepherd for her father. The, the Gemara says in, the Gemara in Ksobis, Samach Beis, Beis, the Gemara says there that Rabbi Kiva rayed Ben Kalba Savoa. He was a shepherd for Ben Kalba Savoa. This rich guy, his name was Kalba Savoa, satisfied dog. That's his name, interesting name, Kalba Savua, a satisfied dog. He was called such, he was a phenomenal host. And somebody would come, Ra'iv Kekelev, hungry like a dog, would leave satisfied. So he was called the satisfied dog. Why was he called that? Because when people came hungry like a dog, they would leave satisfied. Now, Mo is asking, why do you call him Kalba Savua, a satisfied dog? I have this theory. It's a very... Mo is right. What are you calling him a satisfied dog? He would satisfy the dog. Right, right. Why don't you make a plural? It would be the same thing. Make a plural, you satisfy our dogs. Yeah, it's like funny. Kalba Savua is a satisfied dog. Why is he... It's such a weird name. People come hungrily full and you call him the satisfied dog. We had a father in the Masifta years ago who didn't like me a lot. And he called me a dog a whole bunch of times. He called me a dog. And I, it's not a bad name. Kalba Savua was called this... This prestigious leader was called a dog. The satisfied dog. Very interesting name to call a satisfied dog. I want to suggest... It's not what I want to talk about. I want to suggest something which won't help fully. And Mo is right. The people got satisfied. You're calling him the satisfied dog. A dog represents somebody who takes and doesn't give back in Torah. Now, it's interesting because actually when people have a pet of a dog, they describe that they do give back. People, if you have, I took care of my life of turtles. Turtles don't give back because they don't know you. 
When you give to your dog, people actually sense that dog's giving back some sort of loyalty. In the Gemara, the picture of a dog is that which takes and doesn't give back. The Gemara Nadarim says, somebody said, Lav Kalbana, I'm not a dog that I should take and not give back. So a Kelev represents, takes and doesn't give back. That's what a dog represents. Why a dog represents that, many dog owners would be upset because they feel the dog gives so much back? It's a very good question. Mm-hmm. Chazal describe a dog, and we have to analyze everything Chazal say there, saying the truth, as that which takes and doesn't give. Lav kalbanach, ich hund. I'm not a dog that I get and don't give back. One needs to analyze that, why that's a dog. I wonder that he was called the satisfied dog is there was an aspect of his giving that he wasn't looking to get back. The satisfied dog is he gave in a way he wasn't looking. You, you ever, you know, sometimes a guy writes a mushy text because he wants a good text back. You ever mm-hmm. gave like a mushy text? It was just, I love you, and you wait back for the I love you. Ah, okay, you just wrote that to get that back. <laughs> he was Kalbasua, the satisfied dog. He was giving. Now, is there anything wrong with wanting back? These are sugyas. These are sugyas. Doesn't everybody you give wants shlach lach chal preamayim? Send out your breads. It's a sugya. It's not what I plan to talk or think about today. But that I admit the name Kalba Savua evokes a lot of thoughts. So it's something all of us have to think about. Lemaisa Rikiba's father-in-law was Kalba Savua. Habi Khazise Barte. Kalba Savua's daughter saw about him two things about him. David Siniya. Shui, there was two things that caught Kalba Savua's daughter's attention about Rabbi Kiva. He was Siniya, he was a Tsanua. He would sneer stick. That was one attribute of Kalba Savua. He had sneers of Rabbi Kiva. We're talking about Rabbi Kiva when he was in Amaritz. Before he was a learned person, he was a Tsanua. He was very, very sneer stick. Sneus is that there was a there was a world within. He had a world within. You see, people are all about perception, all about what others see. Sneus is that you have a private world. You're not about what people see. You're not all about how it appears to others. Reality over perception. Sneus. David Sanua, there was a Sneus to him. There was a world, a beautiful world within. David Sanua, that was one mile she saw in Rabbi Kiva. The second mile was Umali at Good Midas. Umali means Midas Tavis. He was Sanua Umali. Two things she saw in this shepherd, in this quote-unquote simple shepherd. Her father is one of the Parnassay Hadar. It's one of the wealthiest people in the generation. Supports people, is a known giver. Any shidduch is available to this girl. She is the big shidduch, the big name in Klal Yisrael. Any shidduch is available to her. And she sees her father, shepherd, and she sees two qualities in him. He's sanua. He has like a tzniyus. He's not about what others see. There's something authentic, something real about him. I have seen guys that I see, the guys at sanua. There's a, there's a sincerity, authenticity in inner world at Snua. Umali, and he has good midas. Amrale, she says to him, she says to the shepherd, 
this he was very, very poor. It's even mochroch that he had been married already. He was not like on the shidduch market. He, it's even mochroch in another Gemara that he was married already once. What happened to his wife? We don't know if she passed away, if he divorced her. It's I don't know. But he had been married already once. In matter, yeah, he had been married once already. That's Mivur. I'll show you a different Gemara if you want shortly. And the bottom line is, she says to Rabbi Kiva, I'll show you the other Gemara in a few minutes. She says to Rabbi Kiva, Imikad Shenalach, if, if, if we get married, Azlis Lebei Rav, would you go learn Torah? She asks him, if we get married, would you agree to learn Torah? Amar Luhu in. He says, yeah, I'll go learn. So, Ikad Shalei. She marries him. And, she, and he goes to learn. She marries him. She marries him. The, the most unlikely, her name was Rachel, but if you want to know, Rebbe Kiva's this wife, her name was Rachel. But this Rachel, this daughter of Kalba Savua, sees this shepherd who has two milas. He's Sanua Umali. He's Sneostik and he has good midas, Mali. Good midas. Somebody in yeshiva I love a lot named his daughter Molly. Menachem Wiener's daughter is Molly. No, I got it wrong. Not Menachem Wiener. Shua. Shua Ross' daughter's name is Molly. Molly. It's nice that Molly means good midas. Rabbi Kiva was Sanua Umali. He was Sanua. He had Sneus Umali. He had good midas. So she ends up, she can get any shidduch in Klal Yisrael. She's from this, her father's one of the Parnassay Adar Leon. And Shem, she chooses to marry Rabbi Kiva. Shama Uvua. Her father hears, what's her father's midah generosity? Her father hears what she did. Afka Mibese. He throws her out of his house. He says that she can't, she can't have any pleasure from his possessions. Remember, he's fabulously wealthy, and he's a generous person. And he says you can't have any hana from my nechassim. He asks her, he forbids her from taking and part partaking from his from any of his possessions. What are we saying? Benefit. Any benefit was the word. Hana's benefit. Avi, he says that his daughter can't have any benefit. He is not a mean person, Kalba Savua. His name is Generosity. His name is Mr. Generous. And by the way, he says later on, Kalba Savua, if I thought this son-in-law could learn one parak, I wouldn't have done this. Rabbi Kiva wouldn't learn one parak of Mishnayis. He said, if I would know, later on he says... He wouldn't have made the nether. He just, he saw this guy, it was his shepherd. Shui, he knew his shepherd well. He was incapable of learning one parak. If he would know one law of Tyreth, he would learn one law of Tyreth. I wouldn't make this nether against the guy. I'm not trying to get a massive Talmud Chacham. I just want a son-in-law who knows one halacha. That's what he said. If he knows perek echad halacha, he couldn't, he wouldn't. We don't know why. But he wasn't learning Torah. He said, if I knew he knew one halacha, I wouldn't have answered him. But he wasn't shayich, Daniel, to one halacha of Torah. 
And as such, Kalba Savua says, my daughter is not marrying a guy who won't learn one Allah of Taira. And he asks her from having any benefit from he's a wealthy man. She can't partake in his wealth. She married a guy who doesn't know one halacha, one din. He's not willing to learn. He's not ma'aretz. He's not willing to learn one halacha. And the father asks her from the chasim. So why did she choose him? Chazal say what she see in him. He's mali, as good midas. He's a tzanua. And the third thing, he was willing to go to yeshiva. See, if he was Mali and Sanua and not willing to go to Yeshiva, she wouldn't have learnt, married him. She said to him, if I marry you, Azlis Lebei Rav, will you go learn? He said, yes. He he abis- he's willing. Shlomo asked a good kasha. Shlomo asked that he said, I wouldn't have made the neder even if he had knew halacha achas. And Shlomo said he was willing to go. I don't know if he knew that he was willing to go learn. Shlomo asked, why didn't he find out? But Vaistais at that point, he didn't know halach achas. I had, your question is intelligent, so good, so learn with him one halach, and then you won't make, but it seems, I, it's a very strong question Shlomo's asking here. But Lemaisa, Kalbusavua saw a guy who didn't know one halach. And his daughter married Rabbi Kiva for three reasons, Rabbi Say. Let's get the three reasons. He was Sanua, he had Sneostim. Malis, he had good Midas. And third, he was willing to go learn. And because of those three reasons, I've heard people say he married her, she married him, he had good Midas. It's very important to add that he was willing to go learn. Because she didn't just say you have good midas, she was interested in him for his good midas. He was Saniya Umali, but she also had it tonight, Azlus Lebe Rab, you'll go learn. Yes. Is the reason that he started learning Torah was for marrying her? That, that doesn't yeah, seem that like that a, It's a bomb kasha. Avram asked a bomb kasha. Avram asked a bomb kasha. That what was his motive to learn? It sounds like a very shaloy lishma, which is totally fine. What I would reframe Avram is why didn't he learn? Why didn't he learn Torah? That. I want to say my theory. This is not what I wanted to talk about. I'm going to get to what I want to talk about, but I want to analyze Rabbi Kiva. I want to say it's a very important question is why didn't Rabbi Kiva learn? Elio is a fabulous question. Why didn't he learn? But why didn't he learn before she made this tonight? He was a shepherd. He was not learning. She said, I'll marry you. Will you go to learn? He said, I'll go learn. What was his story that he didn't go learn? That's a very important question. Shui, I want to offer a theory. I want to say this pshat, I was mechaven, I believe, to Rabbi Yisrael Salanter. I want guys, Shui, I want you to hear this pshat. I want you, Mechi, I want you to hear this pshat. Yair, open your heart, tell me if I'm right. We're not told, what was this man's story? He became one of the greats. Maisha Rabbeinu, when he was handed the Torah, the Medrash says he was shown Rabbi Kiva, and he said to Hashem in full sincerity, why are you giving me the Torah through me? Give it through him. What? That there's such a human being, just to understand who Rabbi Kiva was, Maishu Rabbeinu said, what are you giving the Torah through me? Give it through this man. See, so you're talking one of the greats who ever lived, Rabbi Kiva. And this, this, this daughter of Kalba Savua saw incredible Midas. He was Sanua Umali. Sneus and Mali, beautiful Midas. 
So why didn't he learn? And she said to him, I'll marry you if you go learn. And he went to learn. What was the stoppage before? I would like to suggest, I would like to suggest, but you, you don't just say your theories. You're talking about one of the grades. Well, I think I won. You have to come with a chazal, a raya. What happened? He's a very intriguing person who we want to study and learn from him, from Rabbi Kiva. And chazal teach us about Rabbi Kiva. So what would prevent the Rabbi Kiva from learning Torah? What stopped him? So I want to share a chazal that the Baila may know that I think is an incredible chazal. I had a guy, I had a guy come to me, a childhood friend, who today is coming back to Yiddishkeit. He's a doctor, he's a wonderful person. And he was, he was in yeshivas, and he went off the derech. But I tell you, he went up there, and, and when he was struggling, came to me. He sat in my house there to throw, bawling like a baby. He's a guy who learned and was off the derrick for many years subsequently. And he was crying in my house in San Edger Merchavit, bawling like a baby. And I'll tell you what he was crying. And he learned. He learned. And he was crying like a baby. Very dear friend, a very special guy. He probably had the best crossover I've ever seen in my life. That was not why he's my friend, but he was a very, very dear friend. Tremendous crossover. An excellent guy, excellent player. My warped mind that loves Netzach. Today is Netzach Shabanetzach, so he was competitive. Excellent. And this guy, this guy, this guy, Avi, came to me and was bawling like a baby. And I'll tell you what, and when he cried to me, I want to describe what he was crying. He learned Torah and put into it. And he also had tremendous challenges in the area of addictions and struggles and did things that he didn't like. And what he essentially was crying is I learn and it's having no impact on my essence. That's what he was essentially crying. And I could learn, I'll go through the motions, but if it's not changing who I am, if it remains external, it was a very real person. And this is, this is a deep, deep struggle and frustration. I could do it, and I'm pushing and fighting for something, but if I'm honest, I don't think it's changing my inside. And he was, was, was and is an authentic person, and he was bawling in my house about this. And when he cried, I promise this is as it happened, as it happened. He's crying in my house. And I was, I was feeling what he was saying. It was very overwhelming what he was saying. And at that time, I don't remember if I told him this. I think I told him this after feeling with him. I think I told him this. I'm pretty sure I told him this. But he taught me Pshad and Rabbi Kiva. Why do I say that? It says about Rabbi Kiva that Rabbi Kiva was walking... And he saw a, this rock, and he saw water had carved this hole in a rock. He saw that water had carved, he saw some rock, and water had dripped on a rock over many years. I went hiking, I went hiking at a hike during COVID. There's a hike near here with the castle at the top, and we saw such a rock. If you've ever seen such a sight, it's a powerful sight, a rock that was carved by water dripping on it. Now rocks, you can hammer it with all your might, you're not breaking the rock. This rock is crazy hard, the strongest guy. 
it, ben C. Newman could crack the, the rock and it's not, could give a whip. Avi, Avi Weiner would take a hammer and zap the rock, it wouldn't break. You're talking about a crazy hard rock and somehow water carves a hole in the rock. And Rabbi Kiva sees this, is walking along in nature and he sees a rock that water carved a hole in it. Now, if you've ever seen this, it's an incredible sight. It's an incredible sight to experience the water, car, the water cart. You never, you don't see it happen. You see that it happened already. You don't see it a lifetime happening that the water carved the hole in the rock. Rabbi Kiva sees it and changes his life. And he says the following words. He says, if water can break a hole in rock, then tire, which is nimshal lemayim, tire, which is compared to water, I've been called samaluchul lemayim, you should crave water. Tire, which is compared to water, can impact my leva evan, can impact my stone heart. If water can break a rack, so tire can impact me. And it says, Chazal Talmud, it's an Abbas the Reb Nassan, it says he went back to learn tire. That to me is the clue why Rabbi Kiva stopped learning. Why did he stop learning? What stopped Rabbi Kiva from learning is he said, it's never going to change me. The Torah is never going to change me. He learned Torah. It's even clear in Abbas through Abnas, and it says, Chazla Talmud, they went back to learning, which is clear to me that he once had learned. But what he rejected about Torah, what? There was not a halacha he was connected to. He rejected it. And the reason he did that is because it didn't impact him. Why? I, I'm, not, I'm not allowed to say my own theories, Avi. And I'm not allowed to just, well, I think Rabbi Kiva, you're talking about the greats of our history. But from what brought him back teaches me. Because he saw water break a hole in rock. What that says to me is like this. Anybody would watch water and rock and collide, the rock wins 10 out of 10. Because the water is repelled. And any observer would say, rock against water, winner, rock, knockout. The water is knocked out, a one-punch knockout. The next water bangs the rock, one-punch knockout. The rock repels the water. And you watch the water bang the rock, and any single person would say the rock wins. The problem is that if you stay around for the long haul, all of a sudden the rock gets carved and dented and form that something has happened. It's hard to even point to when. And Rabbi Kiva saw that changed his life. Because he said what it appeared to be that I'm learning and not changing my essence. And then he saw water impact rock and he understood something. That it's true, it often appears as we learn, can I say, now I'm a different human being? I look so the same. And the Leva Evans seems to be rejecting the water. But somewhere along the way, the water dripping on the rock, the water dripping on the rock, something subtle and something real and something profound and everlasting is happening. It's a deep carving. The rock actually changes and all of a sudden it's carved and formed. And Rabbi Kiva saw that sight and understood what happens with Limanat and Chazla Tamud, they went back to learning. So I think that gives us a clue into why he ran away from learning. He, it's, no, it's no chiddish. If you learn, you could know. Rekiva didn't realize that. There's no chiddish that all of us can learn and know a lot of Torah. will really change my essence. 
Will it uplift me? My leva Evan, it seems I learn and I go back the same thoughts, the same struggle, the same smallness. I learn Tyra, I have this entering into Hashem's world, and then I walk out, I'm in the same place. The same small, stuck place, it doesn't seem to do anything. And yet when he saw water bang the rack, and it looks like the water is rejected by the rack, and doesn't go into the rack, over time the rack is carved, and something happens, and Rabbi Kiva understood the learning process. So that change of Kiva probably gives us insight into why he left it. It's fascinating that his wife saw Midas Taivas in him and said, I'll marry you, I'll tonight you go learn Tyra. I believe her belief that Tyra could impact him, that he could be changed, brings him back to Tyra, brings him back to learning. Her belief that Tyra can change her, can change him. Her belief that Tyra can change him brought him back to Tyra. Remember, she didn't just say it, she married him, Altanizer. That's like, I can't think of, we speak in yeshiva about believing in somebody. It's all a, she married a guy that you learn Tyra will impact you. She's the, I'm sure I could picture people who argue, no, 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 it will have a lasting impact. But it doesn't. Could you imagine there's somebody, do you realize a lady marries her, a husband, she's putting her life in his hands. Any girl who's intelligent and sophisticated marries a man, what she's doing, the Gemara says, her entire existence, a lady marries a man, she's taking her hoive and nitzchi and putting it in a guy's hands. Her eternity in a guy's hands. And Rabbi Kiva's wife said to him that I so believe in Tyra. I believe in you, your Mali, your Tzanua, you have made this Tyvas. And I believe in the impact of Tyra. Go learn. I'll marry you if you go learn Tyra. For a man who said Tyra doesn't impact and change me, she said, I want my life in your hands. I trust you. It's like the deepest trust in the entire world. The deepest trust. She puts her life... I always feel that, that a guy who doesn't take care of his wife, a guy who's not a good husband, I always think needs his brain checked. If a guy doesn't focus to take care of his wife, needs to think. If a bacher comes to yeshiva, Rabbi said, a guy comes to yeshiva, the natural thought is, you bet on me. You chose to come here. I promise you I feel a shibud to him. A sense, Yair Khan came from Texas, here I owe you. You bet on us. You came to our yeshiva. I owe you. I promise I feel this. Yaakov Finger came from Florida to learn. I owe you something. You bet on the yeshiva. And that's like, when I say you bet on the yeshiva, okay, it doesn't work. You can go somewhere. But still, still, to a degree. And because the degree you bet on, that creates a yeshiva. A wife, like, gives her life. She, the deepest, most profound way, bets on her husband. She says, my life is in your hands. And Rabbi Kiva's wife bet her life that Tyre can impact him. Do you understand? So I, I don't know how you'd better prove to somebody. I don't know how better to prove to somebody. The only one I know in Kolat Kulu who bet like that is Rabbi Yechanan Reish Lakish. Reish Lakish was a robber. And Rabbi Yochanan said, Rabbi Yochanan was very good looking. Rish Lakish saw he was just a really, and he said, my sister has such looks. And he said, I'll give you my sister if you learn Torah. He said to Rish Lakish, 
I'll read the Shidduch now. We'll sign, shake. You go learn Torah, my sister's yours. I bet my life that Torah can change him. Rach, Rachel, Rabbi Kiva's wife, said, I'm yours. One condition, go learn Torah. This is to somebody who sensed that Torah is not going to make a change. And she was so understood Torah that he is Roy for Torah and Torah is Roy for him. She said, go learn, I'll marry you. And we got the greatest, the giver of Torah, Shabal Peh, one of the greats who ever lived in our history, who all of Klal Yisrael thinks about specifically on the Yemei Sphere these weeks, we were handed the great Rebbe Kiva because of her belief. And she said, she, he said about her, when he was coming with 24,000 Talmidim, he was one of the G'day Le'adar, and she was trying to get to, everybody was throngs, were just trying to get him. And she was like in the crowd, like trying to get to her husband, and people were not letting her in. Rabbi Kiva stops the whole crowd. Said, everything I am, Shali, everything I am, one of the greats of our history, Shali, everything I get, the Shalochem, and everything you are, yet 24,000 Talmidim he impacted. Shali, everything I am, Mishalachem, and everything you are, Shalop, belongs to her. Her belief, her sense, just learn Torah, I want you. Torah will elevate you, Torah will impact you. Didn't know Halacha Achas he wasn't connected to. And, he, and she said, just go learn Torah, Torah, and I'll marry you, I'll give my life, I'll give my entire eternity. She gave up her father, Asr, she was from a rich, illustrious family. Could have any shidduch, but he has good midas. Learn Torah and everything's yours. She changed our history. She changed the history of our nation. We got Rabbi Kiva from her. Shali, v'shalochem, shalab. All belongs to her. So this is, this is the great Rabbi Kiva. I want to ask you a kasha that Taisvis asks in Ksubis. Taisvis Ksubis asks a kasha based on a Gemara Pesach in Memtes. I want the Olam's opinion on this hoodie. I want to study. What do we... Which one was it that she started learning? That's a great question. Hudi says that the Abbas the Nassim says his story with the rack... And here, the Gemara doesn't bring the story of the rack. It says that she said, go learn Torah. I suspect, I suspect that the two things have, because Chazal tell us both things, I can't say the order. And these are deep things. I can't say what happened. I don't know if he saw the rack and this happened. I want to say, Hudi, that in our own lives, we see tremendous, tremendous ashkach in our lives. And it sounds like if I have an Avistir Abnasin says that story, and the Gemara says this story, that these, I don't know if that rock happened 10 years before. And then when she came around, he's like, I had seen that. If she came and then a few months later, he, he saw the rock. So Chazal don't teach us that. Hudi's saying, is it a stira? Like, did he learn from her belief? Did he see it? It could be an orphan. We need two, two things, zeba zegayrim, that if both I see this and somebody teaches, it could be both things. It's a valid question. Not, but I, I don't know the timeline. I do know in my own life that something strikes and then a person like his chayzer brings up something I saw. 
So it's very possible he had seen that years before. It was, it was locked in there. And then she said this. He was one second. I've seen that somewhere. And that something of that nature happened. I don't know. It's a valid question. So like this. Rabbi Kiva, what we know is he had beautiful midas. Tremendous, tremendous midas. If you want, I'll tell you. If you want to know, before I ask the Kasha, should I tell you what, what good midas he had? Um, you yeah. want to hear what good midas he had? Okay. Okay, so I'm going to tell you another Gemara. If you're curious, I'm going to tell you another Gemara to describe what good midas he has. Listen to another Gemara. The Gemara is the Gemara Shabbos, Kof Chav Zayin Amud Beis. And if you want to know what good Midas Rabbi Kiva had, the Gemara says the following story. The Gemara says, whoever judges his friends, Lekav Schos, whoever judges others favorably, Hashem judges him favorably. That's the Gemara says. Listen to this story. If you judge people favorably, Hashem judges you favorably. There was a story, this Gemara... The Rosh Hashiva, Rai Kaufman, brought a mechelta on this Gemara that says, that, that, that speaks about this story. I'm going to share it with you in a second. My Sebadamecha, there was a story, Sheyarin Migola Elyain. He came from Golila Elyain and he was hired by Yabalabayas Echad Bedarim. Maybe we love this Gemara, it speaks about Darim. But it says this person came from the Golala Elyon and he was hired as a, as a sharecropper by a farmer in the Durham for Shalai Shanim for three years. He was hired as a sharecropper for three years. This fellow was hired as a sharecropper. You know what a sharecropper is? A guy who works the field and how do you pay him? By giving him some of the produce of the field. So a guy... So a guy was hired for a guy was hired for three years as a sharecropper, and it was erev Yom Kippur. It was before Yom Kippur, and he was going to return to his family. And Amr Loi Shari, he says to his to the host, he says, "Pay me, and I'll go and I'll feed my wife and son." He had a wife and a son, sons, and he said, pay me, it's three years I work, can you pay me? He said to the rich Balabayas, and I'll pay my wife and kids, and I'll bring home money for my wife and kids. I'm going back home. Omar Loi, the host said, I have no money. The rich host, who we knew was a wealthy guy, said, I have no money to give you. Omar Loi, tenly pay her, so give me fruit instead. I need to come home to my wife with some stuff. Give me fruit. Amrlay I have no fruit. Now he was the he was his farmer, he was a sharecropper. He knew he had tons of fruit. He says, I have no fruit. He says, Give me karka, I know you have land. Give me some of your land. Ainly, I have no land. Tainly Bahamas said, Give me animals. I worked with the animals. Ainly, I have no animals. Tainly Karen Bekistais, give me some of your household items. He had a gorgeous house. I worked for you for three years, buddy. Give me your pillows. Give me something that I can bring home to my wife. 
She, I'm working. If you know the pain a man has if he can't support his wife, is it, you should never know such pain in your life. Every man craves to bring home some food, some stuff for his family. He says, give Karen the kistas, give me pillows, give me stuff. Ainly. The Balabaya says, I don't have. He has a rich house. Hishil Kalev Lachurov, he puts the little utensils he has on his back. He like walks out with the little stuff he has. And he goes home depressed. Sad, he worked for three years. Lachla Regal, after Yantiv, he went home, Ervium Kippur, he comes home to his wife, the sin, with nothing. Worked for three years, with nothing. Empty handed. After Yantiv, the Balabayas takes the money with his hands and he takes three donkeys loaded with food, drinks, and all different types of delights. And he goes to the house of this worker and he gives him his schar and then he gives him way food and drinks. He loads up the ani. After they eat and drink and he pays him, he st- the, the rich guy says to the poor guy, like, you didn't scream at me, you accepted. He said, when I told you, when you said to me, pay me, and I said I have no money, what did you think? He says to the poor guy, what did you think? I said, I have no money. You know, I'm rich. So he said, I thought maybe you had a cheap business deal and you bought it with that money. It means he had no liquid. A guy could be a millionaire and he doesn't have liquid money, cash. I thought you invested your money in some deal and didn't have liquid money. So that's how I thought you meant you had no money. When, I said, when you said, give me an animal, I said, no animal. What did you think? You know, I have animals. See, so he said, I thought you rented them to others. He said, when I said, give me land, and you said, you have no land, what did you think? He said, I thought that you rented out your land to others. And when I said, I have no Paris, what did you think? I thought you didn't take off my sir, that you didn't take off my sir. And when I said, I have no care in the kistos, I have no pillars, pillows, what did you think? He thought I, I, he said, I thought you were maktish all your nechassim. I thought you made it hektish. Omar Loi, the rich guy said, oh, avoid, I swear, kachin, everything you thought about me was true. And he says, I answered all my nechassim because of Horkinus Pini, that he wasn't Isaac in Tyra. This was Horkinus' father. We're going to learn about Rebeliezeb and Horkinus. He was a very rich guy as well. And I answered all my nechassim. I answered all my nechassim. I made it all to hectish because I didn't want Horkinus to inherit me. Eliezer and Horkinus to inherit me. Says, says Ray Kaufman, brought from the Mechil, do you know who this little farmer was? This guy who was such a dam lekavzchus. Somebody owed him money and in a far-fetched way gave the benefit of that. You know who it was? Rabbi Kiva. This was Rabbi Kiva before he learned Torah. He was a farmer, but he judged favorably the, his employee in an incredible way. So what was his midah now? Another midah about Rabbi Kiva? We learned he was mali at good midas. Gemara Shabbos, Kufchav Zayin Rebbeis. He was a dam lekavzchos. He judged people favorably. A guy owed him the wife? world. Like what? This was before he was learning. This is his first wife. Wow. This was, it was before Rabbi Kiva. You know who his son was from his first wife? Rabbi Shua. As in Shas Yeshua ben Karcha, his son became a Tana the Rabbi Yeshua. The Kitzer is, the Bikiv had beautiful midas. He was a Dam Lekav Schos. 
he was mildly beautiful midas. Somebody wronged him financially. He gave the guy completely the benefit of the doubt. He was down the customs. I have a cash we're going to ask and study. I first want to introduce somebody. I want to say, I asked, there's, there's one of the Rebbeim from, from Rai Fisher's yeshivas here. He's... So I want to introduce, I want to, I want to say something, we're going to pause for two minutes. I, we didn't get to the, we'll get where we need to get to. Oh. What, I would, what I would like to do, Hevra, is there, there are two Yidden from Rai Fisher's Yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael that are here. Rai Fisher's Yeshiva is a place that, that I have that, that I have a tremendous appreciation for that yeshiva. Tremendous, tremendous appreciation for the yeshiva. If I want, I want to explain the yeshiva. A bacher during lunch, a bacher described to me his seder. And he was under difficult circumstances at his Seder. And he described to me his Seder, Pesach night. He described his Seder. And my first, in my mind, the journey in my mind, is I was thinking, I wish he was at my Seder. The Seder was amazing, it was beautiful, singing the great Torah. My first thought, I said to myself, I wish I, wish I could have had him over. My second thought when he started describing his thoughts at his Seder was I wish I could have been at his Seder. When I saw his sincerity and what he was thinking and how he was having his Seder, I wish my whole Seder could have been with him. I have a tremendous appreciation for that which is authentic, that which is real, and I consider Rev Fisher's yeshiva one of the holy places in the world that there's authenticity going on there, real people growing working on things. Nobody has a monopoly or authenticity. And it's not for us ever to judge who's authentic, who's not. It's difficult to be authentic. It's difficult whether you have echad amar bebechad amamin. It's difficult. Authenticity is difficult. But where you sense there's authenticity, there's, there's a chiyus there when somebody could be real. When somebody could tap into that which is authentic, there's... There's so much there, Shabbos, Yom Tev, Tefillah, Torah, there's, there's, there's tremendous, we are tremendous and we have something tremendous to tap into. And it's funny, we're learning the story of Rabbi Kiva, she has any shidduch available in Klal Yisrael. I ask myself why she chose Rabbi Kiva. She had any shidduch, good she believed in him, she saw something about his process, he's Mali, he has good midas, he's a tzanua. The word sanuaz means somebody who's capable of authenticity. If you're all about perception, that's the opposite of tzniyus. It's interesting that what she saw in him was tzniyus. She saw that he's somebody who can have a tzniyus. That's interesting. The first thing, even before it says mali is good midas, the first thing that attracted Kalba Savua's daughter to Rebekiva is sanuah. There's something about him. I have guys in yeshiva, I'm drawn to that guy, he's a tzanuah. I sense he's about that which is authentic. And Kalba Savua's daughter was drawn to Rabbi Kiva more than any. She had access to every shidduch in Klal Yisrael. Her father was one of the Nadvanim, 
One of the partners say, Hadar, Kalba Savoy, you came in hungry, you left Savoy like a dog. And yet, she chose a Bikiva, Sanua. He had the mid of Tsneus. There was something authentic about him. It wasn't what the masses see. There was a Tsneus, there was Mali, there was good Midas. And then the third condition, go learn Torah. And she chose that which is authentic. And I want to say that we've seen so much preciousness come out of Rav Fisher's yeshiva because there's authentic growth here. They're courageous people working on things in honest ways on attaching to Torah, attaching to mitzvahs. That sincerity, that honesty, is, it lights up the world. It lights up the world. It's a place that's very dear to me. Obviously, we all like Rav Fisher's yeshiva because Morty Sandwich died there. So that's <laughs> it. It's interesting. Avram, we say in Shman Esri, Aleke Avram. Now, it's a, it's a pella. The MS, when you dive in Shman Esri, Shui, you should say, Aleke, I can't say it. You should struggle to say it. If you're an honest person, you should struggle. How do you call God the God of? How do you? It's like a certain symptom. You should struggle to... Uh, the best human being who ever lived. Avram, Maishra, the best. But still, Hashem, you're calling him the God of Avram? He's Hashem. There's a certain... It should be difficult to say, Elike Avram. We say a God of Avram. Hashem is... He, he creates everybody, everything. Existence is only him. It's the God of Avram. So why do we say Elike Avram? But what we're saying is, Hashem is, is, is so large. When people saw Avram and they saw kindness, they saw Ava, they saw love for the Zulas, they saw a soul on fire with appreciation for the next one, it was an echo. Ah, that's Hashem that you're talking about. It gave us an understanding when he explained, I come with what I see from Hashem. I'm just copying what I perceive of Hashem. I'm just doing what I what my, what, what my, what the Chelek al Mal moves me to do. So it gave people an understanding of Hashem. So like Avram means through Avram Avinu. Like, ah, ah, ah. Sometimes you, you don't get to meet a certain Sadik. I never met the Chavetz Chaim. And I craved to meet him, but I was to meet Talmidim. I met a certain Talmud of the Chavetz Chaim. And in meeting him, you're like, ah, 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 ah. You get like, it's not the Chavetz Chaim, but ah, ah. I understand, it's an echo. It's an echo. People met Avram Avinu, it gave Avana and the kindness of Hashem. That's Alakei Avram. It was a special yid. He used to cook for himself. Very special yid. He had Neretz Yisrael, a big tzaddik, a Talmud of a Talmud of the Chavetz Chaim. But um, the Kitzur Advarim is is that we, if, if you want, I'm talking about Rav Fisher's yeshiva. I talk about Morty's, so you get it. You, you understand the yeshiva much more than a loud echo. But you understand, you understand sincerity, authenticity. Understand what what's something trying to be, what's something trying to produce. See, a very very precious Malkam Torah. There were Zaycha today, two Rebbeim come from such a yeshiva. And each Rebbe, I'm Zaycha today to say shalom to meet. But we've met many Talmidim of each of the Rebbeim. Rev Stampler has a share in, in, in the yeshiva where there's serious learning and there's a tremendous access. Somebody goes there. We're not people who, who ask 
on the gas, what's something, what's he, you're talking about sensitive and subtle things. I don't expect the word on the street to know what Waterbury is. I don't people like us and hold of us and love us. It's not us against. You're talking about something sensitive and sophisticated. I assume the average honest person, I don't know if they're not here. You're talking about something authentic. It's hard to brand. It's hard to, 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 it's hard to exactly sell. And you have to go and experience authenticity. So, to me, I want guys to know in the yeshiva, there's a tremendous track of serious learning for the mevakish who, who wants to plug into a serious share and serious limerat Torah. And Rev Stampler, for years, has set for years has set a share in the mirror. A share in so it's a good that's a good slip to say a share in the mirror, a mirror style share in Rev Fisher's yeshiva that many of our chaverim have plugged into. With sincerity, a good, a, a good serious share, and many of our chaverim have been impacted. For anybody who knows what's going on there, anybody who's involved, Johnny's Rebbe's here, Reb Sklar. Reb Sklar is somebody I feel close. Reb Tzvi is somebody, my, one of my closest friends on earth. Is Rabbi Kilsen from Darche with friends, Baruch Hashem, for 45 years. Very, very close friends. His Rebbe Muvuk is Reb Sklar's father. His Rebbe Muvuk doesn't move in his life without Reb Sklar is, is, is his Rebbe Muvuk. Reb Sklar is somebody whose house is Havibeischa The amount of people that have gained from being Reb Sklar's house. I want to say about Achnas Asarchim, there are many brands of Chesed. Why is Achnasas Archim marked? Chazal say that, that, that today we have no Mizbeach, Shulchanay Shaladim, which Rashi says Achnasas Archim is the Mizbeach of today. The Mizbeach is the place of Kirvis Hashem. Today it's Achnasas Archim. Why is Achnasas Archim the Mizbeach? It's what, chesed, it should say Chesed is the Mizbeach of today. Used to be to get to Hashem, you brought a carbon. The Zman Azed, the main way to get close to Hashem's Chesed. Why Achnasas Archim? And all types of chasadim is the pshat that you take from yourself and you bring out there to the other guy. But then you retreat to your private place. Every guy knows that it's hard to have guests. Avi works every off Shabbos to get people to host. It's very, very hard. It's hard. Ask Avi. Right? guys are real and I like it. You call out, you nail it. The guys are masking. I want to say, Abby, if you would have an easier time asking for money, you could raise a million dollars easier than getting all the guys. Literally, say a million, you could raise a lot of money. You would ask around for money, many would say yes. Give you money? I'll give, you ask for shirts, you can collect shirts, beds, money, basketballs, you can collect many things. What's much harder to host a guy is I want to retreat to my own space. That's my space. Hachnasas Archim is you don't give things, you give yourself. You're invited to my space. I'll, I'll go out, so wait outside, I'll bring you a check, I'll bring you a basket, I'll give you a meal, I'll do everything for you. But then I retreat to my space. Hachnasas Archim is I belong to you. Avram Avinu is the spitz giving, and that's the carbon of today. Carbon is to bring oneself. Is the Ramban explains that carbon is really the sense that the person is bringing themselves. The carbon of today is achnas esarchim, is to say I'm going to give from I'm going to give me to you. Come to my house for Shabbos. I'm going to give me to you. Very very hard. Every guy here can acknowledge the host, the guy. You get a couple of days off. I need a retreat to me. 
come to my house. Come to my house means I'll give you me. That's what I mean. It's very hard. You'd easier collect money. Rice Glar is somebody whose house is open. Guys sleep in his house and stay by him. Nairo, that somebody's such a machnasar, gives himself. That's, you can give a lot of other stuff. That mamish, the giving of oneself. And that chesed that, that he's, that many, many of our chevra have experienced. A, a bed, a place to stay, a, a warmth, the, the ultimate acceptance, the ultimate giving of self. We spoke at Rachel. The wife of Rabbi Kiva, many people told Rabbi Kiva many things that he could tackle, learn, Torah could impact him. His wife said, I give you me. Go learn. You, I believe Torah can impact you and I'll bet my life on it. So I want to say about Rav Sklar is that he bets his life on people. He gives, he pushes, gives his house. So it's really his chus. It's his chus to us to host two people who have been involved in impacting many of our chaverim. Have created a beautiful yeshiva. Many guys in this base mesh will go on to learn in that base mesh. It's interesting when you have something true, you like carry a secret. It sometimes frustrates guys. A guy will go somewhere and he'll hear a, a remark about his yeshiva. And he'll hear something. Understand whenever you have a truth, it's hard to sell and it's hard to package a truth. Just feel good that you carry a secret. When a guy is a certain Rebbe, a certain base Medrash, and you feel you tasted something true, you're carrying a secret. You're carrying something precious. So I want to thank these precious Rebbe. I want to ask. I'm going to ask. We'll hear it. We'll get to hear from Reb Stampler. Many of our Chaverim have learned. Many of our Chaverim will learn. I would ask Reb Stampler to share, to share something with us. I'm putting him on the spot. This was not... Rehearse the Khabibra. <laughs> we we describe we're gonna we're gonna go fast. I'm happy everybody's here. I, I have a cash I wanna discuss with the Khabra. We Rabbi Kiva we discovered that Rabbi Kiva had good midas. He's Sanua Umali has good midas. He's willing to go learn. We just heard a story about Rabbi Kiva, his incredible Dan Lakavskhos, he jumped he judges people favorably. Let's learn another Gemara, and t- I, wanna, I want to taste this cash. Everybody listen to Gemara. Should we listen to Gemara? I know it's late. I know it's long. It'll be worth your while. Gemara Psachim Memtesa Medbez. The Gemara Psachim Memtesa Medbez says, Tanya Am Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva spoke about the days of youth. Kishayisi Amaris. I want you to hear this mo. When I was in Amaris, before I knew Tyra, when I was under 40, I said, Find me a Talmud Chacham, and I'll bite him like a donkey. Now, why didn't he say bite him like a dog? I was bitten, this leg was bitten by a dog. My right leg, I got stitches, I was bitten right here. I was nine years old, nine years old, and I got stitches. I was bitten. Why didn't he say I would bite a Talmud Chacham like a dog? Why do you like a chamar? A dog bites, but he doesn't bite into your bones. It just ate my flesh, thank God. A chamar, when it bites, cracks the bones. Chamar's bite is much more aggressive. Said Rabbi Kiva, when I was in Amaretz, I asked, it's not like a tamchacham walked by and aroused his anger. Sometimes somebody walks into a room and causes a certain feeling. You see him, you get angry. He didn't say, when I see a Talmud Chacham, I get mad. He said, when I don't see a Talmud Chacham, I would say, Mi li Talmud Chacham, oh, 
Give me a Talmud Chacham and I'll bite him like a Chamer. That's what I used to say. His students asked, why didn't you say like a dog? He said, because uh, the Chamer bites and break bones. Dogs don't break bones. I want them to break bones. That's what Rekiba said about himself. Fractized Sinksubis, I thought he had nice midas. Rabbi Kiva testified that if you want to know what he was like when he was in Amaretz, he said, I want to bite a Talmud Chacham. And Shechenu, I want to bite him kechamar. Fractized Sinksubis, I thought Rabbi Kiva had good midas. Remember, she chose him because he had good midas and he was a Tzanua. Well, that's what she saw. And what did he say? That was the reality. And what did he say about himself that he wanted to bite Talmud Chachamim? What's going on here? By the way, what was the mead of Rabbi Kiva? What was he like? He was a Dan Lekavzchos. He judged people favorably. Yet he said, I want a Talmud Chacham and I want to bite him like a Chamar. Does that sound like good midas? Taisus and Ksubis asked this Kasha. Frek Taisus says he was Sanua Umali. He had Sneus and Good Midas. Frek Taisus, it says in Psachimem Tesavez, I'm Rabbi Kivanaz, and I'm Aretz. I said, I want a Talmud Chachim. Find me a Talmud Chachim. I'll bite him like a donkey. Mashma Deloya Vimali. You see, he wouldn't have Good Midas. What do you say to Taisus Kasha, yo yo? Can't you, he had good midas, he wanted a bite, Talmud Chachamim. Kiva had beautiful midas. Says Taisvis and Ksobis, it's not because he hated Talmud Chachamim. He says, It's the biting, if he was a vicious person, I want to bite Talmud Chachamim, it's bad midas. So he says it was not a sign. He was not describing somebody who, who, who hated like because he was signing them. He said, He thought they were Bali Gaivan Amaratsim because of their Torah. And he thought Talmide Chachamim signim Aisam. He thought he was hated. He sensed he was hated by Talmide Chachamim. He says he just thought they hated him. See if he... Good kasha. I like that kasha a lot from him. It's a great kasha. Says Taisvis, if he had Midas Royce, he would hate people. He didn't hate people. What's a simple human emotion? What do you feel if somebody hates you? You hate them back. That's nothing to do with bad Midas. Hashem made us like that. Now it's fast and let's say you think somebody hates you, but they don't. Taisus Mivur, you'll hate them back. Mm-hmm. So Taisus says he didn't hate them. Base if, if you hate somebody, Stam, then you're not Mali, you're not good Midas. Why do you think that they hated him? He says that Savar, he thought, Shayi Savar, he thought that Talmide Chacham were Sainamaisam. He thought that the Talmud Chacham hated him. 
It's fascinating to me that if you think somebody hates you, you hate them back also. It's interesting, Pasuk and Mishle, that Kimayim Panim Al Panim, just like water reflects a face to a face, you look in, it shows you a reflection of your face, so too the heart reflects. Somebody likes you, you like him back. Somebody hates you. Taisis is mechadish if you think somebody hates you, you hate him back. So you can say at good midas if he hates people, but if it's simply a teva, he thought he was hated, and then so when he says, I wanted to bite Talmidi Chachamim, was not describing a sinner that came out of nowhere. He suffered, he thought he was hated, and that was gairim a sense to hate back. He's describing a tremendous hatred, but the source of his hatred. It's interesting, Taisvis says, It's funny, I'm unclear, and I'm trying to understand Taisvis, because didn't it come out? He says, Not he hated them, he just thought they hated him. Then there was a hatred. Is he just means it wasn't the hatred started without a hatred there? I'm I'm not trying to force. Tysus asked this, Kasha. Where's the Mali, the good Midas? Could have wonderful Midas. And even this sense of wanting to bite a Tam Chachem came from somewhere. He thought he was hated. And the natural thing of feeling hated is to hate back. Now, was he right that he was hated? Tysus is very careful that he doesn't say they hated him. He doesn't say El Mishum that they hated him. He says Savur Shemiskarm Alami Aretz, and he thought Vayu Tamilicham Sainimaisam. He thought that way. way. They had they made Xera. They were worried about certain Tuma. They said Amaratzim couldn't shake their hands. So mm. if he ever went like this to Tam Chacham, he said back like that. Right. Didn't shake his hand. What would the logical assumption be? There's something against. He it. hates me. Yeah. And because he felt hated, I don't know. I don't want to stop in Tysus because Tysus says not because he hated them. He just thought they hated me. And in turn, Luchayr Tysus means it wasn't an initial hate. So he had made this Tybus Ad Why did he want to bite? Tell me the Chamim. It was based on what he thought they felt. What is Aaron? Avrami and Aaron's bomb Kasha. What's the mid of Rabbi Kiva he had before? Dan Lekav. What happened to Dan Lekav's chus? I have no idea the answer to that. I don't. I want to know from the guys. I have no idea. I don't know the answer. It's a bomb kasha. Rabbi Kiva's midah when he was Na'amaretz. The Gemara says he was Mali. And the Gemara in Shabbos, Kuf Chavzayin says, what was the specific midah? Dan Lekav's chus. He quoted a Mechelta that was Rabbi Kiva. I can quoted a Mechelta. It's Rabbi Kiva. So that was Rabbi Kiva. He felt guilty. What? He felt guilty or stopping stopping to learn. He felt guilty. His middah is Dan That's his middah. And yet here, Savar, he thought they hated him. What the middah of Dan He had some sense that he was hated, and that in turn caused him to hate back. That was his middah. When his middah, his middah was. That's what, who just said that? Zach. Avi just said that? Zach. Zach. No, no, but somebody just said, who? Yeah. Both of them say that svar. That, what, what, what's your svar, Zach? Maybe like, someone talks close to like, he's hurt. How is he going down? He's 
But he was hurt for three years not to be paid was like an incredible, and that that person who caused him tremendous pain, he was down the Kavshus. Avrami asked, it's a bomb cash, Avrami and Aaron, what happened down the Kavshus? I don't want to say a cheap answer, I want to think about Rabbi Kiva. I don't know the answer. I don't know. You're, we're allowed to leave with a kasha. Thanks for my nods. We're allowed to leave with a kasha, Hevra. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want a cheap answer. We have a bomb kasha. Rabbi Kiva's midas taivas. He's mali sanua. That was Rabbi Kiva. That's what she saw in him. We're told about Rabbi Kiva that when he wasn't a um, t- ben Tyre, he would bite a Talmud Chacham. Taisa says, what happened to good midas? Taisa, it wasn't because he hated them. It's because he felt they hated him. It was a response. So it's not bad midas. It would be bad midas if Stam you got you're a hater. It's just a response. I feel I feel shunned. The re- natural response was he really shunned? Doesn't say that. Suffer, he thought. Bomb Kasha, why wasn't he down the castles? That was his mid. I don't know. I don't want to give a cheap answer. I don't know why he wasn't down the castles. The story of Kiva before. Avi said guilt. I don't know. I don't want to say. I don't know. I don't know. Well, that was his midah dam lekavschos. Gemara Shabbos kochav zayin beis. I don't know the answer. I want to work on it. I don't know the answer. I know. I know that Rabbi Kiva's midah, his nekuda was good midah. I'm fascinated that Taisvus says that wasn't bad midah. He just did the natural response. If you hate a guy, he hates you back. It's not bad midah. It's it's fascinating. It's very interesting to me that we'll find times where upset at a guy, he's saying he had good midas. Where's a good midas guy? Come to hate others because he felt hated. In that fast that the Tysus is amazing. Tysus says he was mildly as good midas. What's he want to bite people? Because he felt hated. That's the natural response to feeling hated. The natural response. It's not bad midas. It's the natural response. Abachar told me it was mechavin to Tysus a guy in yeshiva told me that he was labeled with ODD. Oppositional defines this order. Aaron, a guy was mechavin to Taisik Subas. This is what a guy told me. Shleima Bachar in yeshiva. He had a label, I'm ODD. Oppositional defines this order. That he fights authority. Yisrael, a guy told me, Mamish Taisvis. He said, it's not true. He said, since I'm little, I'm very energetic. So you can imagine from kindergarten and any other environment I'm in, I'm energetic. So because I'm energetic, so I ruined the program, the Shabbos afternoon, to my kindergarten teacher, I'm Lebedic. Because I'm Lebedic, they didn't like me. Because they didn't like me, I don't like them. The first authority who likes me, I'll, I'll follow like crazy. I don't have my positional defiance, I'm just human. And it's human that if somebody dislikes you, you dislike them. It's human. Taisvis says it's not bad. He's mechavin to a Taisvis. Rabbi Kiva's mali. A guy's mechavin. A credible Taisvis. Rabbi Kiva has beautiful midas. If you see him, you would see a hater. What I want to say, Chevra, I want to say, and this is, we have a cash. I don't like cheap answers. I don't know why it wasn't on the Kavs. That was his midas. It was mali. I don't know the answer. And it doesn't say they hate him. Savar. So I don't know pshat, kasha. We're allowed to have kashas, don't settle for a cheap answer. I don't know the answer to that, and I want to find out the answer. I want to think about it. But what I want to say, and I'm moved by, is don't judge bad midas so fast. If you would have met Rabbi Kiva, you'd see an angry guy. 
And Rabbi Kiva's daughter saw amazing midas. I want to say that you have to know what you're seeing. You have to know what you're seeing. You have been listening to a shear from shasilluminated.org. For other shearim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any daffin shas, including Myra McClellan's on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.